because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. On the way to Buffalo Valley, our streamliner carries us through miles of barren desert, the heart of the Owagi Indian country. Although civilization continues to infringe on this territory, legend has it there still may be one or two lost Indian tribes living in the desert. <laughs> Isn't this interesting? <laughs> sure, Pop, if you say so. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another amazing, what of a kind, shattered of finding. Oh, I don't even want to say it. Episode of the Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun millions and anything in existence. We shun it all. Uh, to revisit a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I am a monster hunter. Joining me. At the monster-headed sectional of monsterism is one and only Shun DMC himself, Keith. Hey, hey, what's up, KG, a.k.a. Shun DMC, Monster Hunter extraordinaire. Yes. And, now, uh, you know, most people are going to be like, when you're like, I don't even want to say it. And then you go into the entire intro <laughs> that people are going to think you just didn't want to intro the show. No, we'll get to a point and they'll be like, oh. Now it makes sense. I understand what you didn't want to say. Um, and I'll point it out when we get there, yeah. just in case um, somebody skips ahead an hour 45 and they're wondering what. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that other <laughs> an hour 45, that's pretty short. <laughs> yeah. That other voice you hear uh, chuckling from behind uh, the flaps of his TP is the one and only uh, Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. Oh, hey, what's up? Oh, um, hey, it's me, Terry. So, yeah, oh, yep, definitely snoring. laughing, not snoring. Yep, mm-hmm. snoring. Oh, Terry, cartoonishly snoring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My little nightcap was getting sucked into my mouth and then blowing away as I breathed in and out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, 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 mm-hmm. yep. Well, gents, here we are once again in the man cove going to discuss uh another episode of the monsters but before yep. we do that why not how are you guys doing oh <laughs> uh, wow I, i'm doing this great point quick yeah this, this is kind of fast we're moving we're moving yeah. through this this has changed maybe we oh. need to slow things down a bit you know terry did you say slow things down no don't do that <laughs> i'm good i'm good yeah i'm doing pretty well pretty well just you know, is this a surprise? Is this a surprise you were talking about, Derek? That <laughs> going fast? No, this isn't a surprise. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe this episode is just full of surprises. But the only way we'll be able to find those surprises is if Terry, you and I recline, so yep. Keith can saunter up there to the mantle. Man, grab that book that is just dusty, just oh. a dirty piece of shit book that he's got up there. <laughs> it should be rebound or God, a second I hate or that book. God, it's so hideous. Anyway, he's going to pull that off and dust it off and read to us. Regale us with tales uh, of numbers and birthdays and past lives and infuriating Hall of Fames. 
with this week's edition of the Monster Hunters Almanac Volume 2 Tidbit Factoid Shit Skippy Bop Boop Boo of the Week. Um, I, I gotta say, I mean, it, it looks just like Volume 1, and you were never that um mean about the Volume 1. Oh, there's differences. There's oh, differences. God, yeah. No. Okay. So many differences. This, thing, this thing's got warts and pussy blisters on it. Oh, so oh cool. yeah. Well, that's that's just great. Wrapped in human pussy, skin. Pussy blisters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Living human skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. <laughs> Can't believe we never noticed this before, Keith. It's, it's yeah. quite different. <laughs> yeah, it's the dust. <laughs> yeah. I believe it has multiple sphincters on it. Oh yeah, you never want to turn the page. Oh, I, I thought I thought those were just like for better holding. Uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh <laughs> no, they're not grips. No, no. <laughs> little sphincter muscles yeah. all over it. I didn't say they're yeah. uh, uh, anuses. I just said they're sphincter muscles. All right. Well, let's. Uh, let's you never did say that. Let's <laughs> open the Let's open the book up so I don't have to look at that. I can just look at the pages inside. You can still feel. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah pulsating <laughs> pulsating and squirming all over okay. <laughs> squirming oh, oh. <sighs> well, i'm getting a sick feeling again now welcome uh, to the stage squirming sphincters squirming um all right this episode comes out on uh squirmed out on january 20th 1966 it was a thursday and it was the 20th day of 1966. It was the third Thursday of the year. And uh, this year, when the episode turns 58, it will be a Friday. So you don't have to worry about work for a few days after watching this episode on its anniversary. <laughs> wow, that's nice. And, you know, if you maybe like had to drink a lot afterwards or something, you, you got a couple of days to recover. Oh, nice. Yeah. There are 180 days left until then. Uh, and it has been in existence for 21,004 days at the time of the recording. 7,001 of those days, most of us have spent sleeping. Wow. Do you think it'd be okay if I just did it all at once and then I just woke up and stayed awake for the rest of the time? Probably works. Maybe. Just fine. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be fully charged up. Maybe you need to break it down a couple times. But that's the the human's full potential unleashed if they can get seven thousand hours of sleep in the room. Yeah, yeah. Like a thousand do like a thousand days at a time or something like that. You just Just every 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 decade just break it down a little bit. Yeah, I go one day every decade to go run around and do whatever I want and then go back to sleep. Yep. Uh looking at uh things that happened uh not necessarily on the twentieth, but uh the week of when this came out which is january 16th through the 22nd 1966 uh derek these are both uh things you and i can appreciate uh okay. on one on 116 1966 chicago blackhawks right wing bobby hall scores four goals 17th career hat trick uh that he had in a six to five loss becomes the first player in team history to score 300 goals oh wow there you go yeah even more importantly though on that same exact day, Chicago was granted an NBA franchise that will be called the Bulls. Becoming mm, the third, yeah, becoming only the third one and only. Well, it's the Chicago third NBA franchise. Bulls. Boom, boom, boom. It was their third franchise after the Chicago Stags from 1946 to 1950, and the Chicago Packers slash Zephyrs, who are now oh, the Washington no. Wizards. Mm. I didn't know that. I didn't know they started out in Chicago. Now, yeah. twenty years later. On uh, January 20th, 1986, the United States celebrates Martin Luther King Jr. Day as a federal holiday for the first time. That's good. Nice. I like that. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Number one song in the land, Sound of Silence. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we got some birthdays uh, that have happened since this episode came out. Well, actually, the day of and beyond. Uh, Rain Wilson's parents, they watched this episode and then they gave birth. Oh, <laughs> they watched this and then gave birth. This is or, or they or they or they gave them. birth and then they swaddled him and held him, you know, in their arms while they watched this episode that night. It's the first well, thing Rain Wilson yeah. ever saw was Herman. Yep, <laughs> mm-hmm. it scarred him forever. Uh, uh, Derek, this one's for you. Nineteen sixty-eight. Uh, Nick Anderson of the Illinois Univers- Zone. Yeah, University of Illinois. Mister of uh, four free throws in the finals that could have iced. Mm-hmm. Poor Nick and uh, yeah, Orlando Magic also. Yep. Nineteen seventy, Skeet Ulrich. Mm-hmm. Very overrated actor. I don't get. I think he was supposed to be like a big thing at one time. It never, never no worked Skeet. out. Yeah. Nineteen seventy one, Quest Love of the Roots. Mm-hmm. Also, oh boy, I set myself up with another great name here. Waka no Hana. It's your own uh, fault. Oh dear. What? Wakanohana Masaru is a Japanese sumo wrestler, the 66th Yokozuna. Nice. And in 1987, uh, Evan Peters, Jeffrey Dahmer himself. Evan Peters. Oh. More quick. Oh, really? Wait, huh? Uh, He played Dahmer in that. Oh, uh, he's an actor. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, no. Evan Peters, uh, a.k.a. Jeffrey Dahmer, a.k.a. Quicksilver. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh Which so uh the X-Men oh. and also uh WandaVision from, from America Horror Story. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also uh he's in Kickass. He's one of Kickass's buddies. He's in he's like the, Oh, Kickass. Yeah. Gotcha. <clears throat> right. mm-hmm. If you want to celebrate the anniversary of this episode or any of those birthdays or maybe your birthday is January 20th. Uh oh, you can cool. celebrate with National Soup Swap Day. Mm. Oh, swapping soups. Yeah. 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 Knox Gardner started the practice of soup swapping with his friends back in the 1990s. Around 2006, the day gained some popularity thanks to bloggers and the internet. Practices attracted a lot of attention, and people from various parts of the world celebrate soup swapping day. What the hell is soup swapping? Uh, you make some soup. I make some soup. We swap some of it. You go door to door to all your neighbors knocking with a bowl of soup. And if they, you know, yeah. you offer them the <clears> soup and you demand exchange for more soup and if they don't have it you throw it in their face (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna start doing that just throwing soup in people's face okay oh yeah now uh when you're out there and you're worried about whether or not you need uh some sort of you need to be able to explain to people hey uh i offered soup they didn't offer it back and that's why i threw the scalding soup in their face you want on video and that's why you also celebrate national camcorder day oh okay yeah uh celebrating this day by honoring one of the most popular human inventions of all time the camcorder yep it didn't make the the <laughs> toy hall of fame but it's okay there. hold on so look, before we move on what would you say it was one of the most popular i didn't most say most popular important. inventions in all mankind time. Yeah. All time. most popular mm. all right mm. but let's give our top three <laughs> most popular inventions, inventions? Okay. of all mankind. okay uh indoor plumbing Indoor plumbing, excellent. Air conditioning, air conditioning too. Sure, excellent. And uh, it's not camcorder, is it? No, no, <laughs> no. Um, medicine, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, good. there's so many things. Spoon, I would camcorder. Wheel, yeah, tire. camcorder is not 
fire the harnessing of fire yes the uh creating uh the the channeling of electrical currents mm. can um, openers yeah can openers yeah i uh okay i'm putting refrigeration i'm putting can co- cam corner above can opener really yes i've used the can opener way more often than i've used a can yeah were there, cam- were there camcorder camcorders around it when you were born probably not <laughs> maybe i don't know what? i was i was just a baby i wouldn't be able to tell yeah. you yeah yeah how old do you think the camcorder is or how young do you think the camcorder is keith question is how how young do i think terry is and they're about equal no <laughs> well, uh <laughs> no you know terry would have probably been around since the 60s yeah but terry's only been around since like the 2000s so yeah well, camcorders that, is stupid. Sure, I don't know. I'm so confused. No, I, like going okay, on. T- Terry, did you ever use a camcorder back in the day? Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, okay. All right. well, my parents had one. Did you ever yeah, use a can opener? Oh yeah, every day, every day, every day. Yeah, never I get them skinnies out somehow. Use my teeth. Bowl, plate. Like, look, there's so many inventions. Neither toothbrush. Oh, ironically, the origins of camcorder day couldn't be recorded. The personal organization behind the creation of the state remains unknown. Though what? The, no one knows who the idea of the camcorder. No, camcorder day. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. I was like, that can't be true. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the, person who invented the, the, the day came up with that whole spiel. It's like one of the greatest inventions. And then he got ridiculed. <laughs> yeah. And he's I mean, like, every- uh, I didn't, it's not my idea. It was uh, that guy. He threw on a smoke bomb and he disappeared forever. <laughs> Nobody could find <laughs> Never to be seen again. What was his in, name? Uh, I don't remember. In, in, <laughs> in 1983, the first camcorder, uh, the Betacam system, was released for personal use. Oh, in so they're, that, not, they're not they're not even counting like um, like the home movie systems, like you like because my grandpa like made old movies from when well, my dad uh, was a kid. Well, is it a video camera or a camcorder? I mean, it's a camera that records. The difference video. is between a video camera and a camcorder. Both devices record video on flash memory cards. Okay. Camcorders also store video on internal hard drives. There were so camcorders hard all drives in 1983. I'm saying that's what it says is the difference between a video camera and a camcorder. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, but that distinction couldn't have existed at the beginning of camcorders because that that technology didn't exist. So, so, like, if you're using a tape to record, that'd be like a tape recorder. That wouldn't be a camcorder. Well, it would have had to been in 83 because yeah. all they would have had was tapes. Like video VHS. video cassette recorders were invented in the 1960s. That's a VCR though. Video cassette recorder, yeah, but also like if you, I mean, you have the video camera that that you would put the tape in. Uh huh. And, and then cam and then camcorders just had like a internal thing. It's purely no, they digital. didn't. There were that didn't exist. I, it's what I. You have a camcorder that has an internal hard drive. If internal hard drives don't yep. exist. Uh, the camcorder didn't exist, I guess. Hmm. It would have been on. It would have been on tapes. A camcorder would have had to have been on tape. You just said a beta camcorder, so it probably took I'm, beta tapes. Look, I'm telling you, that's what it just says on the thing here. That's the difference between the two of them. 1980 was when the camcorder was invented. Look, I got you guys all annoyed last week with the. Is this payback for the the toy thing? No, this is. There's nothing to do with anything. I I my thought was those old handheld movie recording systems. That were used in like the six, like the Zapruder film. They didn't have like a television studio out there. That wasn't a camcorder. That was a video camera. That was before 1983. Yeah, that's what. Uh, (laughs) 1995, (laughs) the digital video format used for consumer professional applications released. 
In 2003, the tapeless camcorder uh, came out, the digital recorder. Oh, it didn't come out in 1983? The tapeless camcorder. Yeah, using an internal hard drive, I'm going to assume. I'm just reading the words off the paper, okay? <laughs> All right, now uh, let's get on to more important things, uh, and that is if you were born on January 20th, 1966, you have a life path number of seven, represents analysis, awareness, understanding, Mm-hmm. You are the searcher and seeker of truth. That sounds like us. This episode. <laughs> it does. It does the searchers yeah. and seekers of truth? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dick Conway, born on September 11, nineteen thirty-five. Mm. People with eleven life paths are unbelievably intuitive and may even exhibit psychic abilities. Whoa! An eleven, an eleven has psychic abilities. Yeah, well, it's a master number. I don't give a shit. Sure, they're from. <laughs> so angry right now (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah so dick conway uh, was a psych he yeah apparently so he could he could he could have been it's possible i'm gonna Um, say yeah why not i mean he couldn't read but you know (laughs) that's why he could like transfer his thoughts into another person's hand yeah yeah it's starting to all make sense now Hmm. uh having master uh number as a life path number can come with its own complications in the case of life path number 11 confidence or worry can plague those born with it this can mean that people with life path number of 11 struggle with trusting and sharpening their unique skills but if they can overcome this they'll be able to channel their intuition and maximize their emotional awareness of the world around them whether it's on a video cassette recorder or a digital uh you know a digital hard drive And that is uh, the end of the wow. book. Let me put it back up there. Is this Talk our first 11? Because we have not talked about psychics at all. Ever. No, we have not. No. That must be the first time we've had an 11. That seems like the best one, honestly. Yeah. Like everybody no. else didn't get superpowers. Up it's until definitely, now. definitely the first time we've talked about 9-11. Yeah, I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't forget that. I never forget 9-11. The situation <laughs> here is uh, up until now, I was mildly on board with the life path numbers. Okay. Now, it it's <laughs> the psychic abilities. I don't know. No, no. I it just I start. It's starting to get a little too far fetched for you. It's a little too far fetched. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That seems like, that seems fitting nice with the monsters though. That's true. Far fetched or psychic abilities? I haven't seen a psychic Both. monsters yet. Both. What am I thinking now, Keith? Uh that I should recline. Yes. In oh, oh. my gosh, Keith's at eleven. <laughs> Because we have to descend into the skuma. Whoa, 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 whoa. We just forgot a big uh, coincidence here. Eleven from Stranger Things is psychic. Oh, Ooh. my goodness. You're right. Was it a coincidence or not? Mm, interesting. Oh. What are those brothers' names? The Zephyr brothers? The right, bro- the right brothers? The, yeah, the, the Zephyr brothers. What are they called? The Duffer brothers. The Duffers. That's what they said Zephyr. Um, yeah. So the Duffers are big on life path numbers, apparently. That's my yep. guess. Sorry. Just thought I'd <laughs> anyway. bring that up. That's very important that I brought It is that very up. important. It also occupied a little time as we descended into the school. Yep, that's true. It's always nice to have a little conversation. It does take like seven yeah. minutes to get down there. So You know, there's somebody sitting around going, oh, this was a pointless part of this episode. They could have just cut that out. Nope. I Nope. I never edit dumb. Yeah, it's, it's that little part, Derek, talking about the Zephyr versus the Heifer brothers. And oh, yeah. but but you know, there's at least like ten listeners out there screaming Eleven from Stranger Things." At least oh, the, the whole time, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if Terry Indeed. thought it, then 
somebody else probably could have too. I know I it's didn't true. think about I've never I mean I I okay. I've not never watched Stranger Things, but I've only seen the first two seasons. Oh gotcha. Yeah, you're pretty good. good you're pretty good with that too. Yeah. Maybe the third season. Which is the one that has like the weird eleven like backdoor pilot episode where uh was that season Chicago? Two? Okay. That might have been season two. I can't remember. Yeah. It's either two or three. Yeah, they were trying to make like an X-Men show. Mm-hmm. And then never went anywhere. And then they're like, well, this was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, come back, Eleven. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, here we are in Scumex Dome. We need to hop on that ship so Captain Terry could take us an additional 2.75 miles out to reach international waters. And from there, we will dive deep to the gates of hell. Uh, for another edition of Skuma X. All right. So uh, this episode was directed by Ezra Stone. No need to talk about him, you know, nope. or his chemist father or, you know, Tivis's favorite monster director. Or we don't need to talk about any of that. Ezra Pound or Emma Stone. No, oh, those God, things are yeah. relevant. No. No. Yeah, no, nothing's relevant anymore with this, this guy. Yeah. Uh, we still have a shocking amount of episodes to go with him. So let's just let's just keep moving. Um. Shocking amount? Yeah, to me, when I looked at it, I scrolled down and I was like, oh, I actually had to scroll to like see all the episodes. Oh my God, we only got 14 episodes after this one. There's still a shocking amount of those 14. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's 11 left. So 11 of 14. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yep. So he did most of the rest of the episodes. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about. It. Maybe we'll talk about him once he's finally done. We can. And I'm sure there's somebody there sitting at home that's going like, oh, 11, 11 like again. Things. Yes, wow. <laughs> it's, it's all connected. It's We're a mas- to- It's a master number. Yeah. I'm sorry, eleven is a very shocking number of episodes left <laughs> in in multiple ways. Yeah. Yes. Mill, speaking of shocking, uh, this episode was written by Joe Conley and Bob Mosher. Hmm, not shocking. The other names we've heard a million times. Uh, it does feel like it's been a while since we've talked about them. Uh, it's been a while. But it's only been like five episodes or so, so it's not too bad. <laughs> um, yeah, they wrote a bunch of the Monsters episodes. They're producers for every episode. Uh, they're known for creating Leave it to Beaver. Of course, making them founding members of the Beaver Squad. So that's yes. all I'll say about them. Just because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got mm. some guest stars for this. So we got uh, Ned Romero as Wonga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Lynn Lesser as Monaco. Monaco. Yeah. So uh, Ned Romero, he has 91 acting credits and I'm to be going from 1963 to 2006. A fun fact about Ned is that he got his master's degree in music from Louisiana, Louisiana State University. Oh, my goodness. And he actually started out as an opera Tigers. No, that's L- yeah, Louisiana State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. LSU. Mm-hmm. He's got a powerful singing voice. Uh, he was an opera singer. He he's only done a like you, you know a few one-off episodes of TV here and there. Nothing really big recurring roles. <laughs> Did they need a Native American? To... Most I noticed were Native American roles. Yes, <laughs> or like not... specifically. Oh yes, he the... is actually yeah Native American. Um, the so face paint nice. is visible in the uh, episode. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. it is. Yes, but this guy, he actually is. So that's nice. Um, he was in Bigfoot and the Wild Boy, which we talked about. Um, mm-hmm. it's the show where Bigfoot leaps into action to save the day multiple times. Um, he was also in the Incredible Hulk. He was in Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, you know, I remember 
I think I've talked about this before, but there's an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger that really like has stuck with me throughout the years. Uh, mm. It's uh, like, <laughs> oh boy, this is good. <laughs> so I remember the main thing I remember is this episode featured like every main character just getting like gunned down or dying off in some way. Um, and they're like trying to stop this drug lord. Then all of a sudden at the very end of the episode, Walker wakes up as if it was all a dream. Mm. So nothing, nothing actually happened. Then he goes downstairs to get breakfast, and on the newspaper, the camera zooms in. It's the article about it, that drug lord that was in his dreams. So maybe it was a, you know, the premonition of what's to come. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why I always remember that, but that's the one episode that <laughs> Texas Ranger I remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Really haunting me back. Is he? Kid. Is he like Walker Texas Ranger? Is he? Uh, is this guy like the sidekick dude? Nope, he's only in one episode of the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, he didn't really have any like big roles, really. Um, but he was an opera though, singer. He was an opera singer, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But he, he was in a movie. Uh, it was called Expiration Date. And it has a very intriguing premise, I have to say. The main character, Charlie, he's about to turn 25. And usually, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be happy to celebrate, you know, your birthday or whatever. But unfortunately, his family has a curse. Ooh. Every son dies on their 24th birthday, 25th birthday. And it's, you know, not just some random cause of death. Every single one of them dies by milk truck. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sensing so, palate cleanser. No, <laughs> so, calm down. Calm down. This, uh, this movie's about him going out, you know, he's trying to wrap up all his unfinished business. because He's about to turn 25 and he knows he's going to get murdered by a milk truck. Um, but he ends up meeting a quirky woman and, she uh, doesn't want him to just give up, you know, inspires him to keep living life and whatnot. Um, they fall in love, I suppose. I guess it's supposed to be like a romantic <laughs> comedy, I think. But the trailer is really weird because it has like kind of serious, like somber acoustic music playing underneath it. So uh-huh. it makes it seem like it's taking it very seriously, but I don't think it is. I'm getting very mixed signals from this trailer. Uh, I'm also wondering if like the deaths are accidents or not. Like, you know, like maybe it's like Final Destination esque where like it's the milk truck happens to be driving down and just runs him over. But there's a scene in the trailer where like a bunch of milkmen are chasing him. So I'm like, maybe the milkmen have a vendetta against his family and go out and kill the, the sons after 25 years. There's also a scene where a bunch of milk trucks encircle him in a field. Um, huh. So I'm wondering maybe if the trucks are like sentient and they're moving on their own to kill him maximum overdrive style i don't know <laughs> uh, uh the only way to know for sure is to watch it which eh, it could happen i guess i don't know uh would it be like it's a uh it's it's an allegory for lactose intolerance <laughs> yeah maybe yeah yeah uh, he's like i'll never have milk again i'd rather die and then <laughs> and his, his girlfriend decides to convince him to live life to his fullest like that maybe could be the only way to know like i said we have to watch it what but... year did this movie come out it was like 2006 or something oh so it's relative relatively oh, wow. new mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had a very like 2000s-esque vibe to me you know mm, gotcha one of those yeah but there's also another guest star with a lot less interesting um unique premises i'd say in his his career but he's got 195 acting credits which is more that's quite a bit um mm-hmm. from 1949 to 2009 he was in 14 episodes of seinfeld which is pretty big oh. uh, he was jerry's uncle, uncle. yep oh jerry's uncle. <laughs> now that you say that yeah okay 
He was also in nine episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond as a, another uncle, I believe. Uncle Leo. Yep. <laughs> He's some old man in that as well. Uh, those are his two biggest reoccurring roles. The rest are mostly just one-offs. Uh, but there was something exciting. I shouldn't have just dismissed him so quickly because there was something kind of cool. He was in a John Carpenter movie, which... He's one of my favorite directors, so I was pretty excited about that. Uh, he's credited as Burly Man, so it's probably not the most important role in the movie. But uh, it's actually just a TV movie that uh, John Carpenter had the same year as Halloween when it came out. Uh, it's called Somebody's Watching Me, and it's about a woman who's being watched in her apartment by a stranger. And he like calls her and creeps her out that way and messes with her in other ways. I don't know. I've never actually seen it uh it, it's often compared to like rear window a little bit um i don't know if it's as good as rear window but mm, doubt it yeah um i've not seen it like i said but it was actually considered a lost film like there weren't any known prints of it left as far as everybody knew until just recently like they found it and it's been released on blu-ray so you can actually find it now and watch it <laughs> You know what? Maybe I'll even just throw it on now as we, you know, rise up from the depths. You know, we got time. Usually we, you know, it's probably going to be like an hour, 30 minutes before we reach it to the top. You mm-hmm. know, that's a normal pace Life's we try to go. Yeah, yeah. Just time. enough time to get some John Carpenter movies in as we rise to the to Enough time to pop some popcorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chill. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Put my feet up. Now, Terry, <laughs> did, <laughs> did you say slowly rise? So we said? Uh I think so. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. There's a lot of stuff here. Uh, I was trying to queue up some uh, end of the, uh, you know, how we always end the show. Um, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't hear the exact words. And now I feel terrible because I'm always, there was a lot of words, to be fair. <laughs> there was a lot of words and pop and popcorn in an hour and a half. Well, fear not, gentlemen, because okay. uh, I don't do anything slowly. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, now I'm a little fair afraid, but that's nope, nope. Uh, I am on the surface as I have been, um, always as a life path number of uh, 11. Oh, I can uh project myself, uh, <laughs> like Luke Skywalker in uh, The Last Jedi. I'm here, oh. I'm there, I'm everywhere. <laughs> so just, you're just projecting yourself down here the whole time. I have been, I, I'm on another planet right now, y'all. Um, <laughs> Wow, that's why, that's why my hair's so dark. Um, <laughs> couldn't tell it was me, uh, but yeah, but uh, I'm projecting myself currently into the Skuma X. Though, <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you guys get up here, oh boy, I got some fantastical prime rib. Uh, that uh, is that, all, is that also is it also being projected from where you're at? <laughs> it is indeed. It's mm. um so. Uh, as I was, well, I'm not always projecting, but when I am projecting, <laughs> when I'm, not oh, projecting I'm usually digging through my closets and I found some really old film reels. Uh, and hey. one said Christmas 78. And I was like, well, let's <gasps> check this out. So I put it on and I found it and I'm like, oh, well, I had to get a camera, right? And reel to reel camera mm, and project camcorder. <laughs> I can't use a camcorder. I needed a projector. So yep. I got one of those. Yep, brought it in. Uh, I I pulled it up, and it's uh, literally forty-five straight minutes of a a film of a prime rib sitting on the the table. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just running that. Uh, You guys can look at the prime rib uh, from '78. It looks really good, even in this grainy. (laughs) It it does. Wow. (laughs) Even this grainy color from the '70s. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why my grandparents decided to film. 45 straight minutes of prime rib but 
there it is. Maybe they were doing some weird like art piece or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> There's no like audio. It. No, it's just the sound of the reel like clicking as the yeah. film rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm picturing my grandparents mm-hmm. playing that on like a white sheet and as they stand there and dance around and talk about Christmas or something like that. Right? Dancing so, to it? Yeah, there's <laughs> interpretive dance. It's a whole art piece, right? Mm-hmm. It's a real experience, you know? Like, Prime rib interpretive dance. All right. <laughs> yeah, but it's more about the holidays and commercialism. Oh, it's festive as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the, that's that. The real Hazik Santa hat on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So 45 minutes. I mean, you guys can sit there and stare at it if you want. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's not going to fill you up, gang, but um, I'm projecting the, the ribs, prime ribs projecting. Um, and that's now, right. I'll eat the film stock when I'm done. <laughs> I would expect nothing less, Terry. It is, it is mouthwatering. Even it is salivating. Right? I'm projecting my best self and my saliva um, from another planet oh. into the man cove. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you included the saliva. That's more yeah. authentic. Crisscross yes. applesauce again. Still, he's now so he can protect himself. <laughs> yep, on the kitchen table. I just never said which kitchen table, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm at my kitchen table on their planet. I crisscross applesauce project myself to crisscross applesauce project onto our kitchen table in the man cove wow. to where I project even further back inwards in time. To, so because we, we're going to talk about season two, episode mm-hmm. 18, Big Heap Herman. But when I crisscrossed applesauce and crisscrossed applesauce and traveled back in time, it said, Heap big Herman. I was like, what? Hmm. Yeah, that's what it said. So it's on the clacker. I'm like, oh God, this don't make no sense. What day is it? And they're like, some bitch, it's January 20th, 1966. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. Well, what do you what does this have to say? And it's like, well, Herman overrides the wishes of the rest of the family when he insists on spending their annual two-week vacation in the Antelope Valley rather than at the beach. Yeah. That's that's pretty that's good. That's what it says. But I don't think they go to Antelope Valley. No. Though, do they? No. no. Right? So my crisscross applesauce um, projection is all kinds of screwed up. Yeah. This is actually one where I feel like they maybe needed one more sentence in it. One more <laughs> sentence. <laughs> well, you know what? I, when I read that, I'm like, eh, it sounds like an all right episode. It gets a <laughs> 7.3 on IMDb. Not bad. <laughs> and it starts out promising. Right? Yep, the yep, Munsters mm-hmm. are sitting around a table in a dark room with a single lit candle in the middle. And I'm like, oh my God, they're doing a seance or they're doing some sort of, they're like the ritual that's been in our family for a hundred years. I'm like, oh, they're going to bring something. Yeah. They're going to yep. sacrifice yep. a virgin. They're going to do something. Mm-hmm. What are they going to open do up the box? There's a beating heart in it or something. Mm-hmm. They have to eat it. Yeah. Herman's at the, the table. Be- the this, beating heart of democracy. He's got a wooden box. And he's like, no matter the results, we must abide by it. I'm like, oh my God the democratic manner like good americans i'm like what are they talking about so ermin <laughs> opens ermin herman, herman <laughs> hey, i i'm said the h like it's herbs herman <clears throat> opens a padlocked wooden box it's got like bats burned into it i'm like oh that's pretty cool he starts pulling out the papers and he's like one vote to spend our summer vacation at the beach i'm like oh that's what this <laughs> that's what this hundred year old dark ritual is finding out where to go it's two votes for the beach, and then Lily and uh, and uh, Marilyn are looking at each other like, "Yeah, we're going to the beach." Three votes for the beach. Four votes for the beach. He's pulling out the beach. There, he's just sitting there. He looks very. De- Herm looks dejected. Mm-hmm. And they say something like, "Oh, there's one more vote," and he's like, "It's mine," uh, and it is for 
Buffalo Valley. And if we don't go to <laughs> Buffalo Valley, I won't go anywhere. Herman throws a fit. Gosh. Then uh, why does he want to go to Buffalo Valley? I don't know. Why, I bet. why do the monsters want to go to the beach? I don't know. They've been to the beach. Doesn't seem like a very monstery hmm. like choice for a destination. No. If if we're basing this on that they're out west someplace, um, there's a Buffalo Valley Ranch in Moran, Wyoming. Okay. Maybe that's the closest thing. Because there's also a Buffalo Valley in Tennessee, but I don't see them going to Tennessee. Mm, I don't think it's Tennessee. But yeah, because yeah, there's like desert and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think there's desert in Wyoming. Or yeah. at least big empty plains. Anyway. They, he wants if he can't go to Buffalo Valley, he's not going anywhere. God damn it! And then he says, besides, the election was fixed. Yeah, he demands <laughs> another, a recount. <laughs> he needs, demands a recount. This is another case of crooked politics. I was robbed, robbed, robbed. Now, to his defense, it did seem like maybe everyone else kind of talked about it ahead of time and decided they all wanted to go to the beach. Okay, I still don't so, see what the. So he's not that. he's not necessarily wrong. It sounds like uh, it was a big collusion. They all got together well, they, and planned it. Mean, it sounds like a campaign. Marilyn put yes. together like some flyers. She you know that said there's she figured out she did analysis on how many boys are in Buffalo Valley yeah. compared to the beach, mm-hmm. and then suddenly realized she can't go anyway. Yeah, well, I was pissed because I'm sure I'm sure we'll all enjoy our trip to Buffalo Valley like usual. <laughs> So they so go they, to Buffalo Valley every year then. Apparently. They go every yeah, time. He, and he screws them over with this thing every year. Marilyn can't go because she has tests. And besides, it isn't a place to meet boys. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds like she knew this was happening. He's like, this year, I'm just not going if this happens. Yeah. If, I go to the, if I go to the beach, I'll go. If not, I'll just stay home and take tests. Yep. Lily thinks that Herman thinks that she'll uh, fi- he'll fix her up with a, uh, some nice, rich, handsome buffalo. <laughs> Great. I'd like to see an episode like that. <laughs> Marilyn dates a buffalo. Yep. Yep. Herman like tries to introduce her to the buffalo. And she's like, I don't really want to date a buffalo. And Herman really likes just, the buffalo. Yeah. Just because Herman, just because Uncle Herman, you tried to sleep with a bear doesn't mean I want to get with a buffalo. Mm-hmm. And then he says something about using all parts of the buffalo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then we get, we get, Ow. We, we get the banger. Um, any insights on the banger? Uh, no. once again, I pulled my phone out and stared at that instead because I was bored. So the banger happens as it <laughs> usually does, and we come back. The monsters are on a train. Woo woo! Uh, mur- murder on the Monsters Express. Am I oh, right? that would be awesome. That's a much better name for an episode. Also, I'm like with a name like Big Heap Herman or Heap Big Herman. I don't know what's going to happen in this episode. All I know is they're going on vacation. They're on a train to get there. I'm like oh, I, this. I've got high hopes right now for the episode because I did enjoy like the very seancey like setup of the mm-hmm. uh, of the opening scene. They leave the house, which is something they don't do very often. They're going mm-hmm. traveling. I was like, oh, this is this is great. Like yep, we're so excited. far, we're we're tracking very well with this. And so they're walking down this very very narrow. I'm glad I didn't live at this time because it looks (laughs) incredibly inconvenient and cramped. Uh, (laughs) All of civilization was inconvenient and cramped, but this train, they're like shuffling through all these curtains and they're like, here it is number 10. And then Lily gets pissed because Herman only got them one upper and one lower. So I'm like, I don't know what this means, but I guess it's, it's like a sleeping arrangement. And it's like two cots. Yeah. It's like you get a bump in the sleeping car. And yeah, basically, it's a it, 
probably not just like a it's not like just one obviously it's enough room for like more than one person but it's probably at most it's for couples so yeah the 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 thing about this is i'm looking at them like oh god these people all slept in this room this train car divided separated by curtains i'm like oh god anybody could stick their head through there i mean there's absolutely nothing going on and also it seems like everyone else is already boarded and asleep well you know what then now the train could have like let's say let's say they are in los angeles right the train could Mm -hmm. started in san francisco came down and people got on and stopped in los angeles and they got on everybody's already asleep so now they're finding their spot so they get there they're just a stop along the way um Mm -hmm. so they get it and lily's pissed and she tells eddie to go brush her teeth and then she walks off to do what I don't actually understand. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing. It's like she's just like walking aimlessly uh, through the train car. Grandpa and Herman are trying to get into the upper. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just call it the upper because I don't know what else it is. Yeah. It's like a bunk. Lily demands that Grandpa and Herman have to share. Oh, yeah. You guys get the upper. That's fine. Me and Eddie will get the lower. <laughs> I was like, that just seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Completely. So Grandpa and Herman are trying to get up there. Grandpa climbs up cool the little wooden ladder herman tries or herman shoves the suitcase up <laughs> grandpa screams <laughs> <laughs> herman pulls it back out shoves it back in pulls it out shoves it in does all this stuff to get the butt the the thing up there nobody like pokes a head out everyone's sound asleep i guess i don't know no one I, says, no one even says shut up out there yeah somebody should have like you know kind of uh woken up a bit with grandpa's noise that he made yeah herman then tries to climb up the wooden ladder, and the wooden ladder shatters when he steps on it. Okay. Classic. Classic Herman destroying mm. things. More so classic goes, is Herman jumping, though. I'm going to have to jump. So he backs up, and he, he turns around, puts his back to the bunk, takes a step forward, and then reverse film flies up into <laughs> the bunk. Almost yeah. like they filmed him jumping down, and they played it in reverse. That's fine. Yeah, almost. Maybe. Uh, he's, he needs a little help. Oh, my God. Coming up. Uh, he Herman's head somehow went through the top of the train. And Herman's head is outside of the train. I mean, there's only enough room to lay down. There's in, only in the enough thing. room to lay down up there. Yeah. He's uh, so claustrophobic. It's, Grandpa, you got to help me out. A tunnel's coming, which I thought was kind of funny, but... Herman's head isn't the most out. Like there's more train. Right. It's, <laughs> it's, it's taller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tunnel's coming. All right. I mean, um, unless, the, unless the tunnel is shaped perfectly for that train to go through. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a quarter inch clearance. Yeah. <laughs> that, all the effort to like finally tune it just to that one train shape. Oh, man. Mm. Uh, yes. That's what it is. Uh, but Grandpa pulls him out. Grandpa wonders with a line of the, I think the line of the episode. He goes, I was wondering if I should have stopped at the stockyards and got a livestock permit for the trip. <laughs> and Herman says, why would you want that? Uh-huh. Well, Herman, because I've never traveled with a jackass before. <laughs> oh, that was a spicy I, line. It was a spicy line. That's uh, that is in contention for one of the best lines of season two. Yes, like that that's such a I mean, that's not even like they're comical, like little zingers back and forth. It's just your jackass. <laughs> So Grandpa and Herman up in that top bunk with the big suitcase trunk. Yeah. What's what does now, it say on there? 
I don't know. I don't see it. I mean, I can see it says hotel, but then there's also like a picture of the devil on there or something like that. <laughs> I, I hotel, just really hotel could... Satan. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell exactly what it was. Uh, I never saw the top half of it. So yeah, I know. I you just know, know it's big. Why couldn't Grandpa like shrink into a bat or something? Wouldn't that make it better up there? Yeah, turn into any anything smaller than his current form. Yes. Why didn't he just turn into a bat and fly there? Yeah, why did they use their magic crystal ball to talk? I'm sorry. Why? Did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they got to they went to the wrong place, but you know, last time. That's but true. yes, why? If they've been there a bunch of times, maybe this should be an easy move for him to do. Yeah, they should know. Like every summer we do this, we travel via train to Buffalo Valley. Maybe the train's just part of the experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut to Lily walking around the train with a lit candle. It is dark, and she can't remember which part of the train they were in. Oh, it was number 10. It just happened like a few minutes ago, uh, but she doesn't know where they're at. And it's just a bunch of black curtains. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, but she yep. knows it's around here somewhere. Cut two. There's a nerd reading a book aloud <laughs> to himself like nerds often do. Oh, mm-hmm. what a nerd, yeah. <laughs> and it's a scary story about the ghost of Lady Madeline sticking her head through a curtain, and she's still wearing the shroud she was buried in. So do you think that this guy, so I guess I don't know how the train car works. Like, so do you rent one room and then you have four bunks you're allowed to use, or do you have to share like four bunks with the strangers if you're the only one traveling? I don't know. Uh, I think it, the way it looks is that like he rented the top and bottom of the section. So two on top, two on bottom, the guy reading then probably just rented like the bottom section. Yeah. Okay. So he's just reading out loud, and these other people probably in there are really annoyed with him. For- yeah. Yes. I mean, because it's and think of that kind of cruise ship. Like if you know you get you know except you know it's like single occupancy. Probably had to pay a little extra, but he gets his one space just for him. Yeah. Oh, there. I, everyone has to use the same toilet though. Apparently. Oh, that's true. Well, and you know, Herman only got one upper and one lower because it was what, like some kind of super saver or something like that. Yeah, the ex- <laughs> the expedition package. Or yeah, they like that. Yeah. get the expedition package. So this guy didn't get the expedition. He's probably like a VIP. That's where it allows him the ability to read out loud to himself mm-hmm. <laughs> in, a, yeah. um, in in a in what looks like a crowded train. <laughs> yes, very crowded. Yeah, and that we don't notice that right away. No, like we don't we we, f- we find that out very shortly, but you don't know that. Everyone else is already there. What if those curtains are like those really heavy, like light canceling curtains? I bet you they would dampen sound too. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. True. And this is like your worst fear, like you're saying, Derek. Like, God, it's just a curtain separating me from some rando peeking their head in there. Yeah. And by and, and he just happens to be reading a scary story about a ghost sticking their head through the curtain. Because <laughs> we cut to Lily and she goes, Oh, this must be it. And she shoves her head in. And then we yes. cut back to Lily's head poking through the nerdo's curtain, and he freaks the fuck out, and he jumps out the window of the moving train. <laughs> He's dead. He, he oh god, yeah, he went through right through the window. He didn't open it first; he broke through the glass. Mm-hmm. So he's probably cut the fuck up from the glass, and then he, of course, rolled it's fast the train. train. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now my first thought is Lily going, "Oh man, I'll stay in this room. Eddie can stay in his room." Oh, and, that's smart. Yeah. And, and we'll still leave Grandpa and, and Herman upstairs. Well, she's not doing that. But she she realizes, she pulls her head back out. Oh, well, wrong birth. And I guess a birth is another name for stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you call these. This whole train ecosystem 
is blowing my mind. I don't understand how it works. I don't understand mm-hmm. uh, what you do to get these uppers and lowers. Do you have to stay there all the time? I don't understand. Yeah, can you like leave? There's a yeah. we know we learn later. There's like a dining hall, so maybe there's like an area you can like go and hang out. And then yeah, during the day you can go to the like. It's basically it's like it's your room to sleep in, and then the rest of the day it's you can go walk room, around. Though. It's just a well, yeah. They a it's a yeah. That's how they did it back then. But then, like, there's I'm I bet you there's also probably some other like more VIP uh, oh Richie God, Rich section uh, cars where you're getting like something that's more of an actual room. If I had to travel like that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have traveled. <laughs> I just wouldn't have. There's just something about yeah. it that's incredibly unnerving. Yeah, I need more space than that, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be renting the whole room if I had to. Like, <laughs> yeah, just the whole car. Uh, yeah. I want one train car for myself, please. <laughs> I would almost rather pack my bindle <laughs> and run alongside <laughs> and jump into like the moving train car that the oh, sliding yeah. door comes. Like the cargo crate or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just go mm-hmm. just go <laughs> travel that way. Eat, use my can opener to open some beans. Oh, and, very popular at the time too. Yes, can opener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would have. That's yes. how I would have traveled. I would not have traveled. I would not have done this other thing. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, Lily goes. Poor man. He must have realized he missed his station or whatever. So, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great. Fade two. We're still in this train shit. Herman yes. and Grandpa <laughs> trying to sleep with the luggage. Great. Yep. Herman has restless leg syndrome and grandpa is yelling at him. So they're sleeping head to toe, right? So mm-hmm. I, I I guess so they don't get frisky. I don't understand yeah, why they, they gotta would do keep that. it separated, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, but the grandpa's trying some moves on Herman, I feel like. He's yeah, he's got of... his foot in his nightie or some yeah. pocket. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, wait, what? Also, <laughs> the last thing we saw was Herman jumped up there. How did he change into the nightie up there when he basically has to lay down the whole time? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he said, yeah. Grandpa, he'd pull my pants off and I'll <laughs> I'm need some take, help. Yep. I'm going to need a little help here. There's, mm-hmm. there's no space. And Herman's laying down mm-hmm. and he fits fine in that. So that means that that area has got to be like seven feet long, right? Which would be That's true. Yeah. Seems way too big considering the time, you know. For, uh, it would be really great if Herman's head was like sticking out the whole time, like or something. Or, or his feet. feet were like hanging over into somebody else's bunk. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you would have so because it's obvious there's isn't they're on both sides of the car. Like isn't there like the sleeping thing? So if that's like seven foot wide, that's fourteen plus like the two or it's three not feet wide, though, to the long. main. They sleep long lengthwise. Like oh, I see what you're saying. Track. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, never mind. And Grandpa can't get comfortable. It's the last time I tried to sleep in a space this small, some guy shoveled dirt in my face. And then nice. Herman, well, he can't sleep because he's thirsty. I need a drink of water. Fade. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's like, all right. This is when I started to realize we're not going to get a whole lot of vacation time. We're going to nope. get a lot of train stuff. <laughs> There's all this story they got to pack into the, about the train. Fade two. Herman getting a drink of water, but no water comes out of the spout. Oh, shucky, no water. I'm dying of thirst. Very upset. If I knew who used up all the water, I'd kill him. I'd kill him. I'd kill him. Herman throwing his fit, his his I'd kill him tantrum. That's what I wrote mm-hmm. down on his way back to the bed. I'll kill him. I'll kill him. I'll kill him. Like that. Like this doesn't wake anybody up. I don't understand how. Yeah, I would be like, well, I'd probably be like shaking my boots. I hear some guy running down the halls. Crazy dude out there. 
yeah. it's going to kill someone. So the train squeals and the brakes quickly and Herman kind of goes forward, falls backwards, grabs the curtains that block off all like there's one single curtain rod that goes the length of the train and a bunch of curtains and Grant, or Grant, Herman grabs them and they all fly open and everyone looks out and there's Herman and he looks very menacing and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Still saying I'll kill him. Yeah. yeah, still doing the killing thing. Everybody sees him and they all scream. And of course, they high speed run out of the train. People are climbing over one another and it is chaos. And I'm like, hmm, are they all jumping off of the moving train as the train stopped? I don't know where they're going. Uh, but the monsters didn't move. They're all still in their spot. What's going on? I don't know. I didn't realize that that many people were nervous about riding on trains. <laughs> Fade two. stock footage of a train rumbling down the tracks oh, for God. far too long. I thought it, that train was about to hit me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it, it was going for a Yes. And then from there, we just to establish we're still on the train. Fade oh, two, God, yeah. the monsters in an empty train car. It's like a dining car or something like that. All the other train passengers got together the night before and agreed the monsters could have the car all to themselves. Very considerate. Blah, blah, blah. But Herman's like, shut the fuck up. I want to read this. I got <laughs> historical facts to read to my son. And that's where we get the opening clip. Uh, Herman's reading from brochure for Buffalo Valley or some shit. He reads all that stuff up. Lily and Grandpa have fallen asleep. And clip, Eddie... Doesn't does not care about it. That's great. Dude. No, super. No. So Herman keeps reading about some artifacts. Then Eddie falls asleep. The train comes to a stop. Eek. Herman says, "Oh, I must be stopping to get mail or something." Makes sense. Uh, oh, might as well, yeah. Go get a magazine while we are waiting. So Herman gets up and leaves the sleeping monsters. We still have not accomplished too much because you'd think oh, they should be on vacation mm-hmm. by now. You, you would think they leave, you know, that first opening scene where they decide where they're going. You could cut straight to the dining hall of him yes. reading the thing and then yes. <laughs> falling asleep. That that saves you about, I don't know, 10 minutes <laughs> half the episode. But I will say, I mean, I enjoyed the fact that like they were going somewhere. And and now that we've recapped it, I'm like, oh, they did spend way too much time. On they the spent the whole first half of the episode in the train. Yeah. And, and don't really get anywhere. No. Because we fade to Herman at the Indian, God, I hate saying the word, Indian Flats train station. It's like a wooden shack. The sign's falling off. Herman like yeah. tries to open up the door, looking for a newsstand. The door flies off. Uh, well, no newsstand in here. So he decides to go around and look out back. Not there either. So mm. instead of getting back on the train. <laughs> like any normal person. Herman decides to sit right there behind the train station where he can't be seen by the train. Nope. And read his fascinating travel booklet. Yes. And I'm starting to wonder why the train stops here as well. There's like nobody there. Yes. Um, I don't know. And and it I mean, like when it, when he knocks everything down, you know, and scares everyone off that, you know, the sleeping car, it it seemed like it kind of like jerked to mm-hmm. a stop, like like it hit something or it, like it didn't just stop there for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No clue. They were forced to. Yes. That's kind of what I got a feeling of. Well, oh, they yeah. make multiple stops along the way, mm-hmm. like this Indian Flats train station. So he starts reading his brochure, and I actually enjoyed this part because the brochure was about how boring Buffalo Valley is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, we got nothing. It sucks. Barren wasteland, you know, desolate. Mm-hmm. And it's so boring, he falls asleep. Yeah, that was pretty funny. You hear the train pulling out of the station while Herman's reading. 
He fall. They see the train pulling away. He come back. Herman is asleep. And then we get our first commercial break. We've gone yeah. through half of the episode and very little has happened. Uh, I know? will say it did seem to move very quickly, though. Yeah, because they didn't do anything. Yeah, like this, <laughs> like this is the second episode in a row where when it got to the very end of the episode, I was like, wait, that's 22 minutes. There's no dialogue. It just kind of just goes. Mm-hmm. So we get that commercial break. We come back to Herman still sleeping. So like <laughs> no time has passed. Nope. <laughs> he wakes up with a yawn, starts calling out for Lily. He realizes that where where he is and chuckles. I don't know why he chuckles. Mm-hmm. Um he gets up and then he hears a train horn and realizes the train left him. So literally it, it's almost just a continuation of right before the commercial break. Yeah. There might as well not have been a cut at all. Yeah. No. We kept going. Darn, 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 darn. The second a fellow turns his back, the sneaky old train disappears. Her- Herman Turn. asks a scouse, a cow skull, if he thinks that's an inconsiderate. <laughs> skull doesn't respond. <laughs> all right. Don't answer me. I bet you used to give sour milk. There's a wooden sign pointing off in a direction that says village six miles. Well, I better head for it. That's why they used to do it in the old Death Valley days. That's what they used, that's what they used to do in the old Death Valley days. Don't know what that means. Herman walks off. And he kind of nods goodbye to the cow skull. Like He still doesn't realize the, the skull can't speak. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He says goodbye. To and it's a full skeleton, too. Because yeah. they like, pan out and there's like ribs and femurs and stuff. <laughs> Fade two. Oh, boy, is what I wrote. There is <laughs> a Native American tribe uh, dancing while another one, uh, a member of that tribe pounds on the drum. Mm-hmm. In the back is a teepee with a sign that says clearance sale. I'm like, oh, no. Dude with the drum stops drumming and says some shit about the wagon train and bring back many scalps. And I'm like, oh, yep. no. Yeah, I was very worried about this. <laughs> very worried. Then the guy gets up. He's like, I can't do this. I told you, Manuko, Manico, Manuko, Manico, I can't do these cornball lines. I feel like a schnook, blah, blah, blah. Then in like the uh, like a New York Brooklyn accent, look, Wanga, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> but got this in the tourist, blah, 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 tomahawks, blankets, Chinese wholesaler. Like there's all this, this stuff going on. Yep. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Just I'm glad the they dance. swerved it on me instead yes. of just being completely racist <laughs> yes it's, it's, instead it's just a bunch of white people with face paint on wearing red True. face no. mostly yeah yes. mm-hmm. uh do the rain dance number and get back in the wagon train finish let's go go let's go let's go uh and so then there's an old tribesman and i i didn't wasn't sure if this person was uh of indigenous descent or not uh he's just old uh, yeah. He starts to talk uh, about, oh, and they're like, oh, Pawatuma speaks. He says that they came here many moons ago. They prospered. I don't want to like read word for word because mm-hmm. it's yeah. going to sound racist coming out of my mouth, yeah. uh, as it did for them. Uh, he wants stayed, to go like, back to traditional ways. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Back to, with this, we prospered. We came here. We had buffalo and corn. And the stage director guy, Manny, he's like, yeah, that's ancient history. Old man, all we got left is tourists and Medicare. Boy, the monsters are <laughs> do not like socialized medicine. They always uh, keep bringing that up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Powatuma then says that the legend says that the prosperity returns when the mighty spirit Wanatoba returns from the desert. Come on, chief. That legend's over 200 years old. You don't think that's real, do you? Well, his grandmother saw a vision and carved a face on the totem pole. 
Oh, and that face is Herman's. Yep, that <laughs> that face yeah. on the totem pole is pretty awesome. Yes, I knew that was going to happen, and I'm like, I like that. Fade two, back to the train. Grandpa, Lily, and Eddie are on the train. And Lily, oh, Grandpa, I'm so worried. <laughs> Grandpa says something like, you mean to tell me you, you and the conductor searched the whole train, but Herman wasn't on board. So we get a little recap there. Yeah, but we found another conductor, and he said that, someone matching Herman's description got off at Indian Flats. And they're like, well, that was over two hours ago. Why didn't he speak up earlier? Well, <clears throat> he just had the nerve to get out of the broom closet. Great. So a guy was, saw Herman, hid in the broom closet, came out two hours later to tell Lily that he got off the train. Mm-hmm. Shaking in his boots. Well, and he probably heard Herman saying, I'll kill him, I'll kill him earlier. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that's the killer. I don't want to mess with him. I'm glad he's off the train. Yes. So Lily's like, oh, we're 10 minutes out of Buffalo Valley. Then we'll get back on the first train back to Indian Flats. And then Eddie asks, gee, Grandpa, what are we going to do if we lost Pop for good? And then Grandpa, with the second best line of the episode, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll send in his return ticket for a cash refund. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. From there, we fade to Herman walking through the desert. It is windy as fuck, man. (laughs) I don't know why they made it so windy. Clouds of dust and tumbleweeds go blasting by. Herman sees a teepee village just down the hill. Oh, it must be one of those lost Indian tribes I was reading about. I just hope it isn't a mirage. I don't know why he would say that, because he has not experienced a mirage up until this point, <laughs> at least that we know of. Oh, now, that I mean, would have been a good thing in the, in the uh, good episode or scene with Herman. Oh, we could cut out some of the train stuff and have a mirage scene. That would yeah. be fun. I'd love that. Herman clomps his way down the hill. Swipe cut to Herman entering the same village as before that we saw, but no one is around. So Herman just leans up against the totem pole that has the, <laughs> his head on the top. The two heads side by side is a great image. Oh, I like that. Cut to the two white guys whose faces are painted and the old man come out of a teepee. They poke their heads out and they all see Herman. And uh, the old man is ecstatic. Wonga, what is it? Beats me, Manny. But he's a dead ringer for the top of the totem pole. The old man is so excited. The legend is true. Mighty Spirit Wanatoba returns for the tribe. He walks up and all, this, all of a sudden people are all over the place. They're coming out of everywhere. We greet the mighty Wanatoba as the morning greets the sun. And so they're all like bowing down. They're like Ewoks and it's C-3PO. Yeah. They're all bowing down to Herman. And Herman's like, oh, okay, cool. Fade two. And this episode sucks. Fade two. <laughs> Grandpa Lily and Eddie at the old busted up train station. Train horn in the distance. Well, Lily, here's where Herman got off. And there goes our train. Yes, Eddie runs off and finds the village six miles sign. Lily wonders if Herman could have gone that way. Eddie finds Herman's old crummy old travel uh. folder and some bush. Well, that settles it. We go that way. Or he could have got eaten. Who knows? We don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. I would think that his footprints would still be there. So maybe you'd yes. see him either way. That's why I thought yeah. Eddie was like looking around and he was going to be like, oh, look, I found I found, found Pop's footprints. Size 18 footprints or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Or got yeah, like a scent and they can like follow his scent. <laughs> he well, he probably does. Yeah. Yes. No, I mean, Eddie probably can. Oh, that's true. There's a lot of fun ways they could have done it, Munstery, but no, they just, yeah, yeah, they, dude, they it found just it sucks. And, and the thing is, yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. It, it, it's not a Munster's episode. Dick Conway trying to be too much of a psychic who yeah. wasn't working on his writing. Well, that sells no. it. We go that way. And then Lily says, neither blinding sun or desert sand shall keep us from swift pursuit of our beloved Homer, Homer, Herman. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Simpsons lately. Our beloved Herman. Now march. 
Lily starts walking. And then Grandpa says, gee, if things aren't crazy enough on this trip, your mother has to go do a commercial for the post office. Flip two. Yeah, that's weird. The two dudes that have their faces painted to look like indigenous folk on camera are sitting there talking. And that's when we get our next clip. But you know that guy who walked in here may get this tribe a little prosperity after all? The rest of the legend says that if great God Wanatoba marry Indian maiden and crops grow, wampum flow, everything is cool, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Old green in the face marry one of our Indian chicks? He's arranging it now. Oh, it won't be legal or anything, but it'll make old Powatoma happy. And beginning next week, if it's a hit, we can stage a ceremony three or four times a day. That'll bring a tourist trade back with a bang. <laughs> but we'll nose your puss go along with it. Are you kidding? When I told him a setup, you know what he said? Oh, gee, I always wanted to be in the showbiz. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I mean, he may look like Totem Pole Charlie, but underneath it all, he's strictly Rotary Club. Strictly Rotary Club. I had to look up what a Rotary Club was. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, what is it? Becoming a Rotary member connects you with a diverse group of professionals who share your drive to give back. Through regular meetings and events, you'll discuss your community's needs and develop creative ways to meet them. Connect with our other leaders who are changing the world. Okay. That line fits perfectly then. So the Rotary International is one of the largest service organizations in the world. Its stated mission is to be is to, I'm sorry, provide service to others, promote integrity, and advance world understanding, goodwill, and peace through the fellowship of business, professional, and community leaders. Okay. Cool. That's Herman. He's an yeah, yeah. old Rotary Club. So Herman's on board with the whole thing. You think it's an act? Great. Fade two. Herman getting his face painted. They're painting uh, like a member of the tribe is painting war paint on Herman's face. He looks in a mirror. Mirror does not break. Ah, need a little oh, more eyeshadow, and we've got it made. <laughs> uh, and then he says he took a peek at his fiance, and this is, and this will be a real fun thing. He says, "Oh boy!" <laughs> oh, now, I mean, we spent we spent a really good long time at the beginning of the season with Herman being called a flanderer, yep, uh, and a cheat and all the stuff when he wasn't doing anything. Maybe by now he just, was he just fed up with it by now or something like that because now he's like, "Oh yeah, hey now." Yeah, he's all in on this. He's excited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think he knows it's like an act, but I, he is yeah. like, yeah, very into this chick. I mean, if you're going to pretend like you're getting married, might as well get married to somebody that you're attracted to, I guess. Yeah, yeah. might as well. Why not? But what's mm -hmm. funny, though, is she's not like a monstery person. She's no. Just, yeah, yeah. She's, she's an attractive. Oh, God. Very, Mar right. very Marilyn-esque. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Um, oh. Normal human. Yeah. yeah. She's, Why did he say that? Oh, he should be disgusted. Yeah. Yeah. She's just a, a an attractive young white lady that's face is painted to look like an indigenous <laughs> person on camera. Yeah. Herman's into that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Fade to <laughs> the monsters, the rest of the monsters family walking through the desert, the same path that Herman came through because there's the same two rocks they walk in between. They spot the village. It reminds Grandpa of the good old days in the Transylvania Foreign Legion. <laughs> okay, so he was in the Foreign Legion. That's an interesting yes, little bit. Yeah. Just remember, and then Lily says this bullshit. Just remember, wherever Herman is and whatever he's doing, he's thinking of his little family. <laughs> okay. no, 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 he's not. He's... Flip two. Herman getting married to an attractive young woman with her face painted. Not, not the 
the tribal paint, but the the racist paint. Uh, old man says like Kayaga Yosemite and holds up his hands like, "Give me five. Herman's bride repeats and holds up her hand. So Herman gets the deal and he does says the same thing. Kayaga Yosemite holds up his hands very happy with himself and then he starts playing patty cake with his bride cool cut to the monsters on the hill eddie look pop's playing indian well he says i'll say and look who he's playing indian with now she's upset very and she storms off i'm like oh my god they're not gonna be like she's gonna run up there it's uppercut him or something yeah yeah so she runs off camera and then herman or herman uh, grandpa and eddie are like all right so they start walking. The camera turns six inches to the right, and there's Lily standing with the rest of the tribe. <laughs> yes, they were. They weren't even up on the hill. They were just like right there, like just yeah. right behind them. Yeah, <laughs> very visible. So they walk up, and they're all standing there. And the the one the one guy I can't remember what his name uh, is. Uncle his Leo. Name. He looks over one time, and then he looks back, and that's when like Eddie kind of even like pops up. Then suddenly, yeah. And, and they don't even, like, flinch. They're like, oh, here's three strangers all of a sudden. Grandpa says, friends of the groom. Everyone smiles. Cut to Herman still getting married. The bride does some sort of hand gesture. And then cut to Lily. That goofball really is getting married. Like, how does she know that's some wedding ceremony? Yeah, she's some expert at this, I, I guess. I don't know. Yes. Cut to the old man is telling Herman something. And Herman agrees and says some bullshit back. Cut two. Lily grabs a bow and a suction cup arrow from a nearby child, and <laughs> fires yeah. the arrow directly at, right at Homer. And Homer, I said Homer. it again. God damn it. <laughs> right at Herman yep. and hits him in the forehead and sticks. And Herman's like, Oh, Lily. <laughs> He's excited. He's like, Good to see you. Glad you made it. Maybe you made it to my graduation, my wedding. Thank you. You bet your chicken feathers it's Lily. Yeah. And she storms over. Well, Chief Glittany, I we're taking the next train home. Uh, Herman tries to explain, but she grabs him by the suction cup arrow <laughs> and drags him off. The canned audience loves this. They love that grab of the arrow and yanking him like, I don't know, it just mm -hmm. whatever. Herman's Lily, 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 and she's dragging him by. Grandpa says, let's go, Eddie, before your mother forgets she's a lady. And tomahawks your father into the happy hunting ground. Wow. Wow. So they run off. And then the the two tribesmen that have been speaking for the majority of the time. Well, they're uh, uh, Uncle Leo and the other guy. Well, there goes the old ball game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But Manny, I feel bad for the old man here who really believed the legend. Yeah, look at him pouring his heart out to the gods. <laughs> and the old man is there saying something about Wawatoba being wise, but why did he send a cockamamie Indian? And I had to Google that. I'm like, boy, is this some sort of, it's got to be bad. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, it does not. But uh, n nothing about that phrase is particularly slanderous other than the Indian part. Mm-hmm. Then we get our final commercial break. And I'm like, oh, my God, finally, we're here already so quick. It just flew by. And I'm like, well, with this previous, the rest of this episode was a laugh, right? That means the biggest laughs is coming. We'll <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I've been holding it back. Yeah, I know. Unleash like, the laughter. Mm -hmm. 
The I mean, I thought the show was over after Grandpa called him a jackass. I was like, they're going <laughs> to cut right now. <laughs> Credits. Um, the Munsters are in the <laughs> living room. Gee, Uncle Herman, how do they talk you into getting married? Oh, they made a fuss over me. And for the first time in my life, I felt important. They wow. put a headdress on me and wore paint. And I felt like a movie star, like Jack Lemon or Sal Mineo, even. Well, Jack Lemon, classic actor, no longer with us. A uh, handful of things. The things I can think of at the top of my head, The Odd Couple and mm-hmm. uh, Glengarry Glenn Ross. Mm-hmm. Sal Mineo, though, I do not know who that is, uh, but. But Herman like said him his name like it was like a step down from Jack Lemon. I think Jack Lemon's an Oscar winner at this time. Grandpa, you know something, Herman, that even gets me. Wow. But, he's like, reaching for grandpa's heartstrings. Yeah, grandpa's got tears in his eyes. Because he felt them like I don't know. It's so stupid. Lily, oh Hermie, I didn't know you felt that way. I want to apologize for misjudging you. Besides, you didn't care about that girl anyway, did you? No oh, way. why would I when I got a real go? I got a real going squaw like you at home. <laughs> oh, Come on. Then they all laugh. And I'm like, I started to type out the word credits, but that isn't nope. what happened. Yep. Herman starts trying to lay down the moves a little bit. I feel yeah. Like. Can I ask you something, dear? Herman turns to Lily. He's he, for some reason, Herman's holding the big suitcase case, luggage trunk, whatever. Mm-hmm. Turns to her. He puts his elbow down on the luggage trunk and he's holding up his hand, puts his hand up and he says, you want an Indian wrestle? Lily and Herman then arm wrestle. Lily wins. She crosses her arms and holds her elbows up. Herman grins. Lily grins back. Credits! You forgot the part where she turned her hat around backwards, like flipping the switch. Mm-hmm. And then she like got up and walked around the couch a few times, sauntering like she just achieved some great success yeah. in a pool shot or something. She did that. Yeah. She she you know she went over the top on him. She did. Um. So there it was. We did it. Yes. Uh, I almost feel like we should have palate cleanser after this one. Like <laughs> season two, episode eighteen, Big Heap Herman or Heap Big Herman, uh, whichever way you decided to name it. What'd you guys think? I didn't mind it when I watched it, but then going over and like having this discussion, talking about like how really kind of crappy the the whole train thing, like they're way out, they're on their way too long, really kind of you know kills off the the vibe a bit because I was like excited that oh they're going someplace they're not just gonna be around the house, mm. um stuff like that, and then just the, all the actors in the the Indian village, it just kind of. Oh, you you just don't really want to watch stuff like that very much uh, you know, these days. <laughs> no, so yeah. no, uh, low low score for me. Yeah, this is a it's a pretty slow, boring episode. I kind of felt like you know how everybody was reacting to Herman's um, fun data he was reading out loud and falling. <laughs> they were all falling asleep. That's kind of how I felt. I had to fight back exhaustion. Uh, it was pretty bad. I mean, like the train stuff, honestly, is decent. Like, it feels like that's what should the whole episode should have been. Is like maybe like Harmony gets obs- obsessed about trains, and so they want to go around the train mm-hmm. ride or something like that. That would have been fun. Um, because that seems like really what they wanted to focus on. There's like two different episodes here. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, and the train stuff was the best part. I thought. Uh, I was also happy to see that it wasn't quite as racist as I expected it to be. It mm-hmm. could have been a lot worse. I mean, it still is, is but. Um, 
Yeah, definitely a weaker episode for me. I didn't. I, I like some of the train stuff, but it really was kind of just a slog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a fan. It wasn't. You're right, Terry. It wasn't as racist as it definitely could have been. But you know, it seems like uh, what's her faces the, the the Beaver Squad. Those guys. Oh, uh, Joe Conley, Bob Mosher. They like to lean into that racist stuff, though. Every episode <laughs> that has had been one like. Oh, here's uh, like the laundromat, the yeah. laundromat, the the uh, oh, when Herman puts on different disguises. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, they're really all bad. those are all their episodes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know why, but they just they love to lead into that stuff. But whatever. I didn't really care for it. Um, the train stuff was just it, like if it, they remember the train for that long, just make the whole episode about the train. Yeah. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like the first half of this episode is train and then the second half is mix up right no like they could have done a whole thing on the train and then like the final scene because of whatever exploits on the train like them sitting there talking like really kind of close together and then it could have panned out to them like suddenly being on the beach like did you learn your lesson this time type oh, deal yeah. and then show fun. them all being on yep. the beach at, at the end like they should have just um, gone to the beach to begin with. Yeah, but somehow everything mm-hmm. got messed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. yeah. I mean, and the monsters are big fans of like crime capers. They could have they could have like a train heist that they oh, have to foil. Yeah. It's like traumatizing for everybody. Yes. And, when did like, like murder when, mystery when, on the yeah, train? When did, murder, when did murder on the Orient Express come out? Like that like in the sixties, right? So yeah. they could have they could have like oh, almost done like a spoofy so awesome. version of that. Detective yeah. Herman and like you know, then we got Watson as like grandpa. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, that that would have been awesome if they were the like uh knives out in it talking about all the suspects and 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 Herman becomes this like amazing sleuth. Yeah, and he like awesome. he, he really gets into character like he mm-hmm. does all the time. Oh, that would be so funny. That's a great well, that, and, and they keep claiming that like well, they ran away from us. They must be guilty. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Innocent, innocent mm-hmm. people don't run. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he, keeps, he keeps accusing Grandpa, and they have like a, a fun spat. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good. That'd have been a better episode than this one. Yeah. But uh, whatever. We know what we thought. Yeah. Let's see. What, let's see what the internet thought. Okay. Back on August 11th of 2007, CC the movie man hyphen oh. one had this to say. Oh, what? He's back. He's back for yeah, at least one. Dead. This is Derek's surprise. You told us about this earlier. This is the surprise. Here wow. So he was probably just in a coma, and then he finally. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing he did was pick back woke up. up and yeah, he hit the title of. So God, I didn't read the title. It's the title is "Dig Those Comma Like Comma Crazy Indians Comma Man." Huh. Dig those like crazy what? Indians, man. <laughs> is that a, that's not a line from the, uh, the, the nope. episode, is it? That's just his, his thing. Okay. That's his own editorialization right there. Okay. okay. Herman, the dictator, decides, even after all the votes went against him, that the family will vacation at Buffalo Valley. Everyone else wanted to go to the beach. Uh, even though this was the 60s, we see the monsters taking a trip by train by the 70s, I think. This was being phased out as airplane travel became cheaper and cheaper and, of course, a lot faster. We've seen them on a plane before. Yeah. I mentioned the train because their adventure on the train takes up the first part of the story. (laughs) (laughs) 
The best scene is a man reading a ghost story. Yes. Mm. Great. The second part occurs after Herman gets off the train at Indian Flats, falls asleep, blah, blah, blah. Two of them talking 60s jive. And with a New York, uh, the Indians, pretty humorous, to, and with a New York City accent, they put on a show for tourists that are bored, blah, blah, blah. Uh, soon, Herman wanders in, and you guessed it, he's an instant legend. I cut out all the recap. The last mm-hmm. five minutes is easily the best part of this so-so show, and the two, Whoa. the two people mentioned above provided the most laughs to me. Seven out of ten. Nine out of nine found it helpful. Seven out of ten. He right. called it a so-so show. Yeah. That surprised me. I felt like Didn't he was like a big fan. One. It yeah. seemed like he took some time off because he was having some problems with season two. Yeah. Could be. But he's back. CC the movie man. I'm so one glad he's back. Has returned. Man. I, I feel it's so much better in the world right now. Yeah. Me too. Like Things are good. All right. So there it is. We watched it. We know what we thought. We know what CC the movie man hyphen one thinks. Now, this was definitely a down episode. Got 7.3 on IMDb, and that feels lofty. Um, but did anything happen in this episode that gives you hope for makes you go, well, I'll come back for future episodes? I want to see what Marilyn was up to while they were gone. Oh, that's your jam, isn't it? Yeah, I want to see what happens to like when, like, you know, the rest of the. You know, people like I was she really studying because it didn't sound like she really needed to. Mm-mm. She have parties at the mustard's house. Yeah. Maybe could be could be a lot of things. Yeah, I I would like to see more travel themed like by transportation. Like I want to see episodes taking place on their mode of transportation. Like we've gotten train. We've seen them on a plane. Mm-hmm. We've seen them on a boat. How about yes. like a submarine, a blimp? <laughs> oh, know. a dirigible. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Maybe canoe episode. Wall, how about, how about just, even just a like hot air balloon? Oh, yes, that's a great idea. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get like a kayak episode, all one take as they go down the river. Oh, that would be so cool! <laughs> and, like white water rafting. Um, yeah, yep. and oh, and it ends with them going over the falls. There yep, you know. yep, yep. <laughs> fan uh, boat. There could be a fan boat episode. Yes, oh, so there's yeah, so yeah, many yeah. possibilities of this, and I think we need more. They go on vacation to the Everglades. Mm-hmm. Herman wrestles through. with the grader. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with the, <laughs> with the grader. A <laughs> grader. Yep. yep. Oh, man. That's a, that'd be a, a, amazing. Gator is a grader. Uh, yeah. A great gator. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What do I want to see? Oh, no. I don't know if I have anything. Let me think. I, think. <laughs> I, had, I don't want to see any more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think if I have anything queued up. Uh, so here's what I'm hoping happens for the future. There's like some continuity. And uh, that poor girl that was forced to marry Homer, she comes back Homer. nine months later and she, oh, I did it again. God damn it. <laughs> I've literally been watching a lot of Simpsons lately and I, and I got Homer in the brain. So the, the, right. poor, uh, the poor, the uh, poor little, uh, the poor young lady that had to marry Herman comes back nine months later with a little uh, Frankenstein. Oh, oh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the little toy from the mm-hmm. first season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swear, Lily, I didn't do it. But then maybe like the real uh, spirit of Manitoba or whatever it was comes in and impregnates her. Oh, that's yeah. Right. That would be it. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. 
That's a great idea. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe that happens next episode. <laughs> I doubt it, but we'll tune Could in be. and find out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this was a, this was a real rough one for me. Uh, it's not as bad as Homer I did it again. Herman. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I don't know what's wrong. Oh man. You need to title this episode. Uh, big heap Homer. <laughs> man, I, just, <laughs> I can't talk. Uh, uh, shit. What was I going to say? Oh, where Herman, uh, teaches Eddie how to do track. I that's still one. Of my oh, I like that episodes. one. That's, that's way one better than this. episodes. Uh, uh, this one ranks up there with that one for me. I mean, it's, it's, pretty bad uh, yeah whatever i got derailed because i can't say the word herman and the last time i did it i was like herman wait that's not right and i said homer <laughs> yep you overcorrected yourself that time i did well boyos we did it any uh thing to plug no not right now nope nope nothing well then we should end this episode the way we end every episode. Anyone betrays me, I never forget. Forget, forget. He won't last a day in prison. Prison. <laughs> Jerry. Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.